Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 20th. Here is an impeachment inquiry update from today's show. The July 25th call was not perfect. Three current and former Trump administration officials described during congressional testimony yesterday how they harbored a variety of concerns surrounding the conversation in which President Trump pressed his Ukrainian counterpart to investigate Joe Biden. All three listened in on the call live. Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, the National Security Council's European Affairs Director, said he considered the president's demand of the Ukrainian leader inappropriate because it could have significant national security implications for the United States. Jennifer Williams, Vice President Pence's special advisor on Europe, said she thought the call was, quote, unusual because it involved discussions of what appeared to be a domestic political matter. And Tim Morrison, the NSC's former top Russia and Europe advisor, said he worried what might happen if the call became public, as it ultimately did after the whistleblower filed a complaint that jumpstarted the impeachment inquiry. Morrison said he didn't think anything illegal happened on the call, but he feared, quote, how its disclosure would play in Washington's current political climate. And he said his fears have been realized. The three witnesses were joined by Kurt Volker, a former Trump administration envoy to Ukraine. Today, the House Intelligence Committee will hear from a witness who's perhaps the most critical, Gordon Sundland, ambassador to the European Union, who spoke to Trump regularly and seemed to take a hands-on role in communicating the president's demands to the Ukrainians, allegedly in exchange for official acts. Republicans requested that Volker and Morrison appear as witnesses. They treated them far more gently but their remarks did not exonerate Trump. Volker testified that while he was aware the administration was holding back aid from the Ukrainians as Trump sought investigations, he wasn't aware that it was part of any quid pro quo. He said he believed the president merely harbored a general view that corruption was rampant in Ukraine, a view he said wasn't necessarily unfair given the country's past. Volker said, too, that while he was involved in the administration's pressure on the Ukrainians to announce investigations of interest to the president, he never connected the dots to realize that probing Burisma really meant probing Biden. He said he initially believed the administration was merely interested in the Ukrainian energy company and not its former board member, Hunter Biden. He said he tried to draw a line between the two. Volker also defended Biden and said that he doesn't think the former vice president did anything wrong. Now, Volker wasn't on the July 25th call in which Trump mentioned Biden and Burisma specifically, but he said if he was, he would have objected to pursuing such an inquiry. He also remembered new details about his July 10th visit to the White House, or he said he remembered, that he had forgotten or omitted in his earlier deposition. Vindman, appearing in his army dress uniform, initially spoke quickly and nervously. The sheets of paper containing his opening statement shook in his hand as he read them aloud. Later in the hearing, though, he appeared to grow more confident. While the July phone call was the focal point of much of Tuesday's testimony, Vindman and the three other officials also described unusual actions the U.S. took toward Ukraine that even now they said they don't fully understand. Williams, for example, described how Trump, after speaking with Volodymyr Zelensky in April, wanted Pence to attend the new Ukrainian leader's inauguration. She was working to make it happen. But then in May, she got a phone call saying the president didn't want Pence to go and the trip was off. Williams, Vindman and Volker testified that around this time, they were aware of the effort by the president's allies, in particular, Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal attorney, to press Ukraine for investigations. Unlike the others, though, Volker described how he involved himself directly in the matter, connecting Giuliani with Ukrainian leaders, 
essentially trying to humor the former New York mayor so that he could help Zelensky get a White House meeting and get the money to stand up to the Russians. Vindman testified that at that July 10th meeting with Ukrainian officials, Sunland declared that if his foreign counterparts wanted to get a White House meeting, the Ukrainians needed to provide a, quote, deliverable, which was the investigations that Trump wanted. Federal prosecutors scrutinizing Giuliani and two of his associates are following the money trail. They plan to question a top executive of Ukraine's state-owned gas company tomorrow about his encounters with these men as those two Ukrainian associates of Giuliani pursued lucrative energy deals in Ukraine earlier this year. The executive of the Ukrainian company, Andrew Favorov, an American citizen, agreed to meet with prosecutors for the Southern District of New York who asked to speak with him about his experiences with Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. Those guys were working closely with Giuliani on the ground to gather information about the Bidens. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.